welcome to that 80s show. Say something clever here. Oh, no, wait. I was supposed <laughs> to say something clever here. How are you, Dory? Um, wow. Um, I don't know how to respond to that because you're always saying something clever. So that was, that was yes. weird that you didn't have anything to say. I have something to say about the song. So if you're listening on the podcast, uh, we yeah. played... Juice Newton and Dory said, I got a song. We've got a song for the show. Juice Newton, Queen of Hearts. Cheesy yeah. as hell. Cheesy so as hell. Cheesy. So cheesy. Came out in 1981. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you yeah. can still hear that little 70s influence there, right? Just slightly. Yes. Yes. There's a reason I wanted to play that, that song on the show this week. It, it has to do with my um, TV series recommendation that is coming up just now. So. Uh. If you if you listen to those lyrics of that song, it might give you a hint as to at least the genre of TV series I'm going to talk about just now in the show. But yes, I had actually forgotten about that song. It it is on the soundtrack of. I mean, this this show has the most amazing soundtrack. That is one of the songs, and we'll talk about it more just now. But yeah, I just wanted to like you know give a little bit of a heads up that that's that's why that song played. You see, because I'm a child um, and I, I probably never grew up from being eight years old, is every time I hear that song, I just think Queen of Farts. And that amuses me. And oh, Juice wow. Newton, was it a person or a band? No, a person. I don't know if that was Juice. her given name. I don't know if that was no, her I doubt name. It. Who knows? I mean, we'd have to look that up. But I remember her other but song. Would, would we very, though? Would very we though? Well. Should, should we though? Should, should we though? Should we though? You know it. Look it that's, up. You mean? That's, <laughs> should we look it up? That's the sort of song that would get played in every 80s dive bar, right? <laughs> with Frequented by people with questionable morals, um, affinity to what? Lion Lager. Remember that back in the day, Lion Lager. And. Um, Smoking Peter Stuyvesant cigarettes, but the real Peter Stuyvesant lifestyle, not that glamorous lifestyle they used to show us, skiing in Saint-Tropez. Did you ski in Saint-Tropez? Whatever. What you did in Saint-Tropez, not that lifestyle. The Mm. real lifestyle of Peter Stuyvesant cigarettes. And that song came on and it was suddenly, I'm going home with anyone, right? That's just the sense (laughs) I get. (laughs) I mean, you're probably not wrong. By the way, Juice Newton is still with us. She's 71 years old. Her her, her real mm. name is Judith K. Newton, Juice being a nickname. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't read far enough to see why she has that nickname. But, uh, yeah, she, she and there's a picture of her taken. Okay, oh, the picture's from 1998. I was just saying she looks good still, but the picture's from 1998. So we don't know how she looks now, but she's 71. And, you know, she she wasn't huge in the 80s, and it was no. early 80s, but I do remember – a couple of her songs, absolutely intrinsic part of my childhood. Um, that "Don't Call Me Angel in the Baby" song, "Don't Call Me yes, Angel yes. in the Baby," "Don't Call Me Angel in the Morning" song. I mean, yes. that was one of my favorite songs when I was a kid. And this song is just—it's so, very boppy. What's very interesting, and and I don't know if she believes in the traditional tenets of marriage, but her husband's name—she married someone called Tom Goodspeed. So at one point, her <laughs> name was Juice Goodspeed. And that just sounds like a fantastic Nutribullet, if you're asking me. <laughs> she is divorced now, and um, she works as a horse trader, dealing mostly in European horses. That is Juice Judith K. Newton. But I mean, yeah, I mean, you do get the feeling that she was like a what, what, like a country girl, you know? Yes. I mean, her, no, her genre I think was, she was country very folksy. pop. 
No, I think she grew mm. up in a like a hippie commune. Maybe. I don't know. For me, a little bit of country in there for sure. Yeah. So it's interesting country comes up because my movie is a little bit country. So Ooh. I think we might have that theme going on. We're going to yes. raise the ghost of Kenny Rogers. Uh, <gasps> but first. <laughs> yes, first. But first. But first, speaking of ghosts. So last week, uh, we actually, we, we got into studio. Don't ask how the Sadie shows get made. It gets made. Okay, it's none of your business. I'm kind of like we never asked what what went into Durkee in the 80s. What went into Smurf Viennas? Remember the Smurf Viennas we had in the 80s? Don't ask. Mm, the Red Smurfs. Viennas. I assumed Smurfs. Oh, that's even worse than what I thought. If there were Smurfs, they'd be blue. Blue Viennas. Yeah, food coloring, food coloring. Because you remember the like those pinky red Viennas we used to get? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So just like that, don't ask what mm. goes into the 80s show, just put it in your mouth and it's delicious. Okay. Mm. Things that got me into trouble when I was in varsity. Don't say things like that, but <laughs> we missed Tina Turner, uh, uh, Tina Turner's passing. And over the past week, I was like, you know, we don't really get much into Tina Turner on the show. We don't really play mm. many of her songs, but yeah. the affection with which she was remembered. Oh, wow. She was actually a queen of the eighties. We've missed something. <laughs> I mean, I really love probably two of her songs. I mm -hmm. really love. And I will listen to, you know, for enjoyment. But um, not a huge fan otherwise. I, definitely a fan of her as a person. I thought she was an amazing yeah. woman. Um, she went through a lot in her life. She she lost two of her sons, you know. Yes. I mean, she, she, she had a hard life. She, we, we all know about her terrible marriage to Ike. Um, in terms of the music, eh, like I say, I really, really love uh, a couple of songs. But once you got into the 90s, I kind of stopped enjoying the music, I have to say. I, I think there's a thing, and listen, we love cheese, but I think mm. Simply the Best has a level of cheese that our brains can't even comprehend, right? Um but there, there was a huge affinity with Tina Turner, especially in South Africa, because she would perform here and she was a huge anti-apartheid activist. And she'd actually come mm. perform here, um, even though there was like sanctions against artists saying she's coming to perform here. She wanted to come perform for her fans here. Um, so there was a, a big affinity for her in the country. People remember her deeply. You said tumultuous life. I got some factoids, because I love factoids about Tina Turner. This one's been going around. I don't think it's that unknown. Yeah, she didn't even own her name. Ike Turner owned her name. I didn't actually know that. I oh, didn't you know that? So she, no. so when that's how controlling he was, is that when she, you know, they started becoming famous, he took ownership of her name. And when they got divorced, she said, I don't want money. I don't want the records. She ran away from him. She literally ran away from him and said, all I want yeah. is my name. That's all I want. You can keep everything. I'll start again. That is outrageous. Sure, hey. Yeah, so when she, she split from in 1976, uh, she fought for two years to get her name back and then she could start performing under the name Tina Turner because previously it was Tina and Ike and all the different names that she had. Um, she was not only the first black woman to appear on Rolling Stone, she was the first woman to appear on Rolling Stone in the 60s. In the 60s, I mean, like, you know, there was still a bit of racism out there as well. So that's really an achievement. <laughs> 
Oh, just a little bit. <laughs> just, just a touch. Some may say it's a, a touch. Um, she was obviously twice inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall, Hall of Fame, once as Ike and Tina and then once by herself um, under Tina Turner. I loved her turn yeah. in Mad Max. Suddenly she just shows up in Mad Max. Remember yeah, that? I don't like I don't like that song. That's one of the songs I don't like of hers, the song from Mad Max. But yes, and she looked amazing. I remember she had that blonde, was it the blonde braids? She had a lot. She had a lot of there was a mm. lot of hair going on in that that movie for her. Mm. So she also but here's what caught me. Here's what caught me about all the Tina Turner stuff. Yeah. How British synth pop pioneer Martin Ware helped launch Tina Turner's unlikely 80s comeback. She had very little to lose by trying new stuff. So Tina Turner gave up, I found in, in my factoids, that she renounced her US citizenship when she got married okay. to a German guy. So they, yeah. um, and then they also didn't, they, she donated or he, he donated a kidney to her, right? When she first hit uh, like her health problems. She actually got her wow. kidney from her husband. So so to marry him, she gave up her US citizenship. And when she was trying to like rebuild herself up, uh, now Martin Ware is from the Human League and Heaven 17. He's a co-founder. So he's kind of a big deal in terms of 80s music production. And yeah. uh, she ends up in Germany. And, uh, you know, kind of like had the whole Argentina thing. She's trying yeah. to like rebuild herself and her comeback was in Private Dancer, 1984. That was a big kind of like yes. new Tina that, awakening. That, that's one of the songs I like. <laughs> okay. You do, you do like that. Uh, Hold Me Close, Tony Dancer, as we <laughs> – um, It always reminds me of that. Totally different songs, weird reference. Totally. If you get that reference, well done to you. If you get um, that reference, you think like Paolo, which is very scary, and you need to stop. It is scary. Just uh, close your eyes and put it in your mouth. So the so off that album came Private Dancer and um, What's Love Got to Do With It. And yes. um, this, this article says, it could be argued that none of this would ever happened if Tina hadn't joined first forces with um, British Electric Foundation. Now, BF was a Northern English production company comprising synth pop pioneers Martin Wayne, Ian Craig of Human League and Heaven 17. And they they thought, like, listen, you know, Human League, complete pioneers. And they took over Tina's music and said, okay, we're going to do this. You're going to trust us. And, like, you're either going to swing for the fences. It's either going to be the biggest hit ever or it's going to completely flop. Because synth wasn't, or that type of style of music wasn't very American style of 80s, if you think about it. It was very European. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they married up this, like, combination between the two of them um, and found this perfect like rock element, old school Tina, but with this new human league type of sound. It's a great, mm. a great interview here with him um, from Yahoo entertainment. We're going to put this up on that 80 show essay Facebook page. You can read through it, but only on that 80 show can you find a human league connection to Tina Turner. Huh. Not that hard. You don't have to look that hard. But yeah, but that's really, I didn't know that. So the only factoid I know about Tina Turner was that she always bought her wigs in Durban. Well, she got them from Durban. I don't know if she necessarily came here or if they were shipped to her, but she used to get her wigs from Durban. That that was something that yeah. I just always knew. She was often here, though, like even on holidays, if, if not touring, mm. she was often here on holidays, possibly buying wigs. Yes, exactly. There we are. 
can take a, take a bit of credit for Tina Turner. But another thing pops up, and because I like the macabre, mm-hmm. is Tina Turner is now the 10th singer from We Are The World to die. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> are, we, are we, like, counting them off? Yes, we are. <laughs> so going back, We Are The World, We Are The Children, charity single by U.S. supergroup USA for Africa. Okay, 21 featured artists, 23 additional artists in the chorus. Kind of came out at the same time as um, Do They Know It's Christmas? And it was just the era of the supergroup, right? We yeah. did a we did a battle of the supergroup segment on the show. Uh, it was back, hilarious yeah. to say so ourselves, <laughs> right? And I mean, so... so no, okay, so hang on. Who, who, who else? I mean, I can think of a couple, but who have you got the list of the people who've died? I've got the list, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Tina Turner, Harry yep. Belafonte, right? Hmm. The first to die was Waylon Jennings. Who is Waylon Jennings? A country singer. Yes, that's right. So the first yeah. to die was Waylon Jennings. Okay. Okay. Then it was Ray Charles. Then okay. June Pointer of the Pointer Sisters. Okay. Michael Michael Jackson, Al Jarreau, James Ingram, mm-hmm. Kenny Rogers, Anita Pointer of the Pointer Sisters, and then Tina Turner. Sure. Yeah. So it opens up a whole new Deadpool, which I'm bringing to the table, that 80 oh show table. Oh, my God. Right? Oh my God. Every year, every year we start the year of going, okay, which major 80s artists are we going to lose this year? I just bank Alton John every year, but I'm starting to convince Alton John's going to live forever. Yep. Okay. I mean, we, we I, would not have guessed Tina Turner this year. We wouldn't no, have guessed it. No. Well, you know what? But we don't follow her closely enough because she's gone reclusive. She's no, in her 80s the, and she's No, Ill. but there was the story not so long about her, her, other, her second son who had died. That was recent. And I mean, I've always been aware that she's, you know, being, yeah, living as a recluse. She was living in, I think, Switzerland and, you know, had a simple life. But I mean, she wasn't that old, you know, and she was relatively clean living, especially in her later years. Mm. So Mm. I wouldn't have said, oh, oh, Tina's on the rack. Oh, she's definitely next. I would never have said that. I I want to go back. You know? to you saying, can you imagine Tina Turner living a relatively simple life in Switzerland? You know, <laughs> there's no such thing as Tina Turner living a relatively simple life in Switzerland. But I bring to you the new Deadpool, right? Okay. Of now, like, let's narrow it down, right? So we're going, we are the world, um, the charity who, super who single. Who else was on? Who else okay. was on there? Who's still around? Here is who's... Yes, who's next up on the list? Okay, remember, 21 artists, 10 are gone, 11 left. Right. Okay, who's the 11? Stevie Wonder. He won't okay. see it coming. Oh, no, no, you did not. You did not just say that. Paul Simon. Ah, I think he's got a while to go. Okay. I see. I don't know how old Billy these people jo- are. I need. I need. I need their. I need their ages. They must all be in the they late seventies, early eighties. That's where they must all be around there. Goodness. So it could okay. be. I mean, it's tight. It's tight. Yeah. yeah? Billy, Billy, Billy Joel. Joel. Mm, mm, Billy Joel. Mm, mm. Dinah Ross. So sure. far, we're looking healthy. So far, we're looking healthy. Yeah, I'm not too worried yet. Yeah. Dion Warwick. Dion. Both of Dion them. Dion Warwick. Dion Warwick. Dion Warwick. <laughs> 
who okay. who um was Whitney Houston's aunt. Yes. From what I remember. Yes. Right. She must be very old. Someone living forever. He's not going Willie Nelson. KB. Oh yeah. No, he smokes yeah. enough weed. He's going to be with no. us for a very long time still. He's going to be forever like there's there is nothing growing in his body that his his <laughs> cannabis has not killed. I'm looking up Bruce how old Spring- Dionne Warwick is because so far she's she, my friend she's, She must be Tina Turner's age. She must be like 83, 84. She must be around 82. There. 82. Okay. Right. Okay. Bruce Springsteen. I also can't imagine <gasps> Bruce Springsteen <gasps> dying. <gasps> Ever. Never. Never. No. Because okay. not before I see him live. Please. Please. All right. So, 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 far, so far we don't have any favorites here, right? That's, oh, I have We, a we don't see anyone. <laughs> Okay, carry on. Kenny Loggins. Oh, God. No. Kenny Loggins. No, 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 no. He's not allowed to go anywhere. No, no. The, these next few, these next couple are a little bit younger. Um, Steve mm-hmm. Perry. Steve Perry's still alive. Okay. How old on the is list. Steve Perry. Okay. Again, they must be in their 60s. So these are a little bit younger. Uh, Cindy Lauper. She's not going anywhere. I don't see her going anywhere soon. No, I don't think so. I think she's kooky enough. To to kind of bypass it, you think? Yeah, hopefully. Right? Eh? I'm going to check her age now. Okay, Steve Perry is 74. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cindy Lauper, how old is she? I'm checking for you right now. Cindy is 69. See, all but around about there. Very youth- she's very youthful. She is very youthful. Kim Kearns. Kim Cairns, Kim Cairns, Kim Cairns, Kim Cairns. I know who it is. Kahn's. I just, you know how weird it is yes. that you know these people, you see their names. names all the time, and then when you have to come say it out loud, you're like, I don't know how to say okay. this person's. Kim Cairns is seventy seven. Okay, so she's on there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, my favorite. Yeah, yeah. my guy. I'm gonna leave him for the last. Actually, I'm gonna skip him. Lindsay Buckingham. Okay. <gasps> Be still my okay. heart. Okay. You she, know how I feel about Lindsay Buckingham. Sheila E. I'll be very sad. Barrett just interviewed Sheila E. Really? For Celebs Event. Yes. He interviewed Sheila E. For Celebs Event. Go really and find the interview. I'm going to start paying more attention. Mm. <laughs> Stevie Wonder, by the way, is 73. Oh, he's not going anyway. Thought, he's I thought he was I older. I honestly thought yeah. he was older. Yeah, oh, I think Sheila E is a spring chicken, but yes, let's see. comparatively, uh, Jeffrey Osborne, right? Jeffrey Osborne. Do I Who's know him? Jeffrey? No, as I think, Sheila E is only like, sixty-five. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Osborne. Yeah, Jeffrey Osborne. Jeffrey Osborne. I mean, the name's familiar. The face. Oh, he did is on the wings of love. He did on the wings of love. Okay, I know that. Seventy-five. Yeah. Maybe. Okay, Maybe. We, he's not dead yet. No. Smokey Robinson. Smokey oh. Robinson. <laughs> okay, we're starting to get Is this into your the list. No, I got him. No, 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 not yet. So now, okay, also, you got to wonder. Smokey Robinson, also 83. Oh, that's looking, yeah. that's looking yeah. close. Okay. Yeah. Now, he has a genetic play because I don't know what her sisters passed away from, but Ruth Pointer of the Pointer Sisters has got to be, you know, avoiding flights, watching what she eats, not taking stairs, looking out for buses. (laughs) 
if I was Ruth Point of the Point Sisters, uh, I'd be like, she's shit. Seven, she's 77. But what did her sisters pass away from? I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. It doesn't, we, we don't know. I'm just speculating. Bad research as usual. Um, yes. Daryl Hall and John Oates. That, that, hold on, that, Hall and Oates don't die. Um, no. Don't they dare. Okay. They don't dare. So you know who my guy is. see what the Pointer sisters died from. Do that. Who's your guy? Do that. Yeah. Well, I'll look up the age of my guy because that, that'll guy. lock him in. Of my guy. Right. My guy is Bob Dylan. Oh. The people's poet. Of some How people. old is he? I don't know. If that, he's 82. 82. He's, but, he's I mean, Bob Dylan's cranky. been old for decades. I know. I was very surprised there's 82. I actually thought he was dead already. <laughs> I know he wasn't, but. That's terrible. Okay. Um, Anita Pointer died of cancer. Okay. Age Genetic. 74 last year. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. last year, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Yes. Looking up the other one now. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, if it, I don't want to make light, but. I know. We got to. I know. You know, the the Deadpool is not for sissies. It's it, this is real. There's a real business. So hang on, Bob Dylan. Let's think about this. He's. I mean, wasn't he performing recently? I think he was out and about and doing things. I suppose his style of music is very low energy, so he's not extending himself a lot on stage. You know, so I think like you get like rockers who have been performing since the 60s and it's hectic, plus the partying, plus this, you know, high energy performance every night around the world. Where Bob Dylan, it's pretty chilled. Like he's not, you know. Yeah. Not, so so maybe that, that saves him. And I'm, I'm wondering, did I think Dylan would have maybe been a bit of a weed smoker, but not like a drug-taking rocker necessarily. I don't okay. know enough about okay. him, I'll be honest. I mean, I, I know a fair amount about the music, but not his personal story. Um, by the way, June Pointer died very young from a stroke and while – well, she had a stroke and then when she was in hospital with a the stroke, they discovered that she had cancer and she died at 52. So, I mean – Again, we've Ruth got Pointer, cancer. Again. Okay. Yeah. You know, Ruth Pointer's just jumped to the top of this. I don't want to make light of it, but we just got to discuss the Deadpool. So, I don't write this article. It's on Billboard. Bonnie's our last one that I need to check. Um who also died relatively recently, 2020. Mm-hmm. So let's see exactly what happened to her. She was 69. Um, what does it say here? Oh, oh, no, this is different. Okay, so she, oh, she had alcoholic liver disease and cirrhosis, and she died from cardio arrest at the age of 69 in 2020. So that was different. Okay. But she was a drinker. Okay. Now, Ruth might be, the healthy living one of the family. She might be like mm. the anomaly. Know what I'm saying? Well, okay. So, so, so where are we? Where are we? Uh, I'm going to stay with Bob Dylan. I'm, I'm sticking with him. You can stay with Bob Dylan. I, I'm, I'm going to stick with Dionne Warwick, okay? Okay. Yeah. But I'm sticking with both him. Both of them. Both of them would be big news. We don't wish it upon anyone. What we're just no, speculating on. This is just is a Tina fact Turner. of life. And that's what happens when you make a super band. When you make a super band, people are going to die. Tina Turner being the 10th singer from We Are The World. 21 left. Okay. Okay. And, but uh, now, Dari, have we, has someone done this with Band-Aid? 
who is still left Ooh, from Band-Aid? Because we know we? George is gone. Rest in peace, George. We love you, George. Yes. We know George is gone. I can't think right now. I mean, Bono is still around. Medjur is still around. Sting we need is to, still we need around. To investigate Phil this. We need to investigate Band-Aid. Because I have a feeling that Band-Aid has a little bit better longevity. They were younger, though, by and large. Were they? Were they? They were younger. Simon Le Bon, Tony Hadley, Paul McCartney, mm. Cliff Richard, Sonia. Oh, Paul McCartney's not going yeah. anywhere anytime soon. Hmm. Hmm. This is interesting. I think I, we should I, revisit I do think this. You're right. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some digging. But I would also say that the majority of the people on Band Aid were in their twenties when they did Band Aid. Because you think about Boy George, all of them. Yeah. They were all Yeah. So they I think they were by and large just a bit younger. There were no like really because because with the We Are the World you had a clump of oldies and and, and newies and yeah. we're, we're band-aid. And I don't know. I mean, do people just live longer in the UK as well, generally speaking, than in America? Yeah, could There's fewer guns. Perhaps. Not that anyone here has died from guns, but, you know, I think it's just a different lifestyle. You get very could old be. people in the UK, very old, crazy people, no. yelling out in the street. That happened to us when we were visiting there. People were just walking through the street yelling. Old people. Is that just a UK <laughs> thing? It's I think it UK. is. It's like- Okay, old people shouting all the time. I don't know. It's the cold <laughs> it's weather. It's the cold weather that makes them crazy. So that is um, the Tina Turner tribute done in 80s style fashion. You know, sure. <laughs> we're never well, going to get too weepy about it. <laughs> we can't. We can't. With this, show, with this show, we are losing people daily. Okay? We cannot <laughs> get true. emotionally attached. That's Except for George, thing. of course. George was a shock. George, we'll never get over George. But otherwise, mm, yeah. That is a very true thing. Dory, you Mm. know what happened recently? You know what passed recently? The, we missed this. Or maybe we didn't miss it, but we knew about it. This week, the Mm. 40th anniversary of the miniseries V. You loved V. I did love V. But V also traumatized me. V traumatized everybody. I mean. Now, now, Dory, just just quickly recount what V was about. V was, about, v was about an alien race that had come to Earth, but it, it had taken over human form. So some people who you thought were people were actually aliens. And they, they merged with humans in terms of impregnating them. And that's mm. the scene that bothers me to this day because there was a girl who got pregnant by the, one of the aliens and they f- I think she found out before she gave birth that he was an alien and she was terrified. And I remember she had twins, right? And the first baby came out perfectly human looking and they were so relieved. And then the second baby came out and it was lizardous. It was, I remember it being lizardous. I don't even remember. I probably have a false memory of this, but it traumatized me as a child. No, the aliens show. from really V. Good. No, I've, 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 I've got the picture right here. You're 100% correct. The aliens yeah. from V were very lizardy, but when the kid came out, it yeah. kind of looked like a little kid. And didn't its little tongue stick out? Because that's the picture I got. It had a little lizardy tongue. Yes, it was yes. that. Hey? Yes, it was that, lizardy. That, that was exactly it, Dory. I've and got I think the that was, here. and I swear that was the like the season finale, was that scene. Yes. And then we had to was wait it? Yes, for the it next was like season. That, that's it. Yes, yes, which never came. Which never came. Oh my god! So oh, it, it that picture is from 
a website called Kinder Trauma, Your Happy Childhood Ends Here, <laughs> where it's official okay. traumas <laughs> that we have Oh my been God. Through. I need to build that site. But I bet you your favorite thing, the wheelies, is probably on there from Return to Oz. Yes. I'm imagining. Yes. The Shining better be on there. It has to be. I never, can I tell you, I didn't watch The Shining. To this day, I've never watched You're it. You're so lucky. You're so lucky. But I told no. you, I got traumatized before I watched it. I got traumatized from the ad. From the ad, oh which was so horrendous. I know. What else? What else traumatized us? We've spoken about a few. I mean, for me, the Wilberforces from Under the Mountain. I don't know if that's on there because it was a weird, obscure New Zealand show. So maybe it's not there. Yes, maybe that, it's not. That freaked you out. Um, mm. Garth Knight. Garth Knight, the evil version of um, Michael Knight. He freaked me out because it's just basically Michael Knight with <laughs> the goatee. David Hasselhoff oh my with the goatee. God. And intense stares. Intense stares. Always. So, so 40th anniversary of the miniseries V. And so you say that, so firstly, the, 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 the concept of the aliens, this, this, when the human's flesh got torn off and revealed to be aliens, that freaked Ooh. me out. Yes. The format of it was so unique because we don't do miniseries anymore. We do like epic series that just carry on for like seven or eight years, way past their sell by date. But so we never got closure on that little V baby. We like don't know what happened with it because I think it, it just ended with the baby and that was it. We we never saw more, right? I don't remember. I honestly don't remember. I don't think it's so. it's I entirely possible there. that that's true. I don't know. People still so many like leading sci-fi guys are like yeah. V was such a huge cult cultural impact because it was just everything about it. The, the way they told the story, the aliens, the story behind it. The baby. It was such a compelling show. It was mm. everyone in the red jumpsuits. Was it early eighties? Was it, it, it what's, what anniversary? 1983. Fortieth. Okay, 1983. so to the fortieth, right? Mm. Everyone wore red jumpsuits, right? Was it the the people who were working for the government against them for them in yeah. the red jumpsuits? And I can't remember if it was Cash Heist or Squid Games at the time. I remember saying that the, the specific reason they went for. Red jumpsuits was, <laughs> was from the yeah. Oh my god, there's a picture on this uh, on this link that you sent. Wow, I want to watch V again. I think it would be probably horribly dated, as I'm saying it. <laughs> but but it's quite weird that you've got something that was so big and they've never tried to remake it. They did. They did the TV series, the late two thousands. They did. They did. Oh, was it bad? The, I forgot it. You see this? <laughs> exactly. Mm. I don't know it. I don't know it. They, they killed the dead. Right. So Dory but, said uh, there is a yeah. country theme to yeah, our um, – Slightly. To her slightly. Slightly. And funny you were just saying there's no miniseries anymore. Mine is a miniseries. Well, when we say miniseries, it's, it's – what do they call now? A limited series, they call them. Yeah, where it's that's just, never that limited. That's no. Never that limited. No, there are, there are. So I've watched a couple recently, actually. The one was eight episodes. This one that I'm going to talk about today, I think was seven or eight episodes. So, yeah, I mean, we're talking limited, limited. And it's a story that is told, and I binged it this week. And, I mean, I wasn't thinking that this was going to be for the show. But when I started watching it, I realized, because, I, you know me, I don't watch trailers, and I will just kind of judge a – show by its poster and go, oh. that looks interesting. And what, I, what, I kind of started watching. <laughs> yeah. What an 80s kid you are because that's totally. that's all we had. 
right? We don't yeah. have trailers all the time. Like now you see, oh, you maybe don't know what movie you want to watch. Oh, check the trailer. Okay, now I'll make my mind up. No, all we had was the mm. movie poster art, the video cassette box art to make our <laughs> mind up if this is what I'm taking. And is the little an blurb on the back, the little blurb, like that was it. You'd go <laughs> exactly. into the video shop and you'd have to, you know, pick up the video, read the back, or not read the back, just judge it by the front. Right. So what I don't like to watch trailers, and I don't because I don't like to know what's coming. I don't. I like being surprised. So there was a, a series that I saw. I saw on Showmax, and I was kind of intrigued by the cost more than anything else. I was like, oh, this. Will, and then I saw that it was a true crime story, and I was like, oh, I like a true crime story. Saw that it was a limited series, and went, yes, this is for me. <laughs> started watching it, not planning on talking about it on the show, but when I started watching it, I realized. So the first scene is the present, which is 1980, and then it goes back mm. and start, the story starts in 1978. But the story ranges from 1978 to 1981. So this is we're okay. talking, we're cusping here. We're cusping with my with my miniseries, like Juice Newton's career, 78 to 81. So here's the thing, right? When that song "Queen of Hearts" by Juice Newton plays in this show, it is actually 1980 in this show when that song plays. And I was like, ha, nice. caught you because that song only came out in 1981. So there's a little mm. factual error that the show made, mm. but it didn't get matter. Get your shit together, now, Gary Show. Get your shit together. Get it together. Now, the lyrics for Queen of Hearts, um, laying out another lie, thinking about a life of crime. Mm -hmm. This is, a, the, the lyrics were very fitting for the show. So I was like, Ah, this is it. This is why I wanted to play the song. I'm going to tell you because I don't know if you've watched it or not. It's a series on Showmax called Love and Death. You might have seen the poster. Well, let me the go main, see the poster now. Go and see the poster, Love and Death. If you if you Google it, it's it's an oh, HBO Max show. Okay, so I'm yes. I've known this. I've seen this. My wife wants mm -hmm. to watch it. I will definitely right. watch it because I have quite a big crush on the lead actress. So I thought she's you one would. of my favorites. I thought you would. Mm. Yes. I don't mm. really mm. know her. I think she's from like superhero movies, right? Is that right? She's, you'll know her sisters. Do you know who her sisters are? Yes. I assume, I assume Mary Kate yeah. and Ashley are her sisters. That's it. Because we all yes. thought Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen are going to become huge stars. They went their own way. They didn't want to be in that kind of limelight. And, yeah. you know, how many times can you star in films of twins separated at birth? And their sister, right. Elizabeth Olsen, has gone on to be the absolute superstar. Yeah. Now, she is amazing in this show. Look, I can't say if she is is, if, is doing an accurate portrayal of the real person because I didn't know the real person. There is also, by the way, a, a made-for-TV movie on the story starring Jessica Biel, which came out a couple of years ago, which I haven't watched, actually, even though people have been saying, oh, you should watch this. It's really good. It's oh, called Candy. Yes. It's called Candy. You might know it. Is it the same story? It is the same story. So I haven't How watched Candy. Weird. Very weird that they took a story and made a movie and then a miniseries with quite well-known people. Very weird. Yeah. That's very strange. <laughs> okay. I know. I know. So, um, it's, I mean, so I didn't know her very well, but the co-star, Jesse Plemons, he yes. was in Fargo. He's been in some really cool, arty movies. He's great. He's also great. So I was like, ah, oh, you know what? Let me give this a watch. 
see that it's set in late 70s into the 80s, I'm thinking, I, I can talk about this on the show. So I don't want to give the story away because the story, I did not know it. I did not know the true life story. It surprised me. The ending surprised me. Right. So I, won't, I don't want to give any of it away. You must watch it. Um, but what I do want to talk about is how how accurate for me the portrayal of early 80s was. Now, remember, we start in the 70s, and but the way they move into the 80s is really, really clever. That being said, we've discussed this on the show before, Paolo. Early 80s was still very brown. Everything was brown. Lots the, the of wood paneling. That's the thing. The 80s that we yes. see on TV is not necessarily the 80s that was around. No. So this was, for me, very accurate, especially early 80s. Lots of brown suits, lots of moustaches, lots of 70s hair, lots of those big sunglasses, wood-paneled cars, wood-paneled homes, everybody smoking everywhere, like everywhere. There's a scene in the court where the judge is smoking in the court. <laughs> People I mean, walking into airports of. and just people walking into airports and just buying tickets to Brazil. <laughs> it's so crazy. So the, I think that was really quite accurate for me. The hair was great. The clothes were great. One of the, the, the actually the guy who plays the judge, I look at him and I go, God, this guy's familiar. I look him up. He was Jack Dalton in MacGyver. Do you remember Jack Dalton in MacGyver? He was like MacGyver's. I don't know. He was the one who was always flying the plane and they were doing shenanigans together. Shenanigans. What are you talking about? I have no recollection of anyone ever being in MacGyver other than MacGyver and no, the bad boys, street ninjas. You're going to Google MacGyver Jack Dalton. And when you see him, you will remember him because I recognized him straight away. I was like, oh, my God, I know this guy, and I know this guy from some 80s TV series. And I knew oh, straight away. And then when – That guy. That guy. That. Let me tell you something. I want to tell you something quickly about this guy, right? Yeah. So back in the 80s, my dad had two friends. Uh, they were brothers, and they were twins, mm. okay? Twins tend to be yeah, – yes. Anyway. Yeah. And they looked like him. And I was convinced <laughs> that – MacGyver's friend, who now, you know, again, didn't think there were other people from MacGyver, now I got a story about them, were at my house and there were two of them. That is so weird. I completely forgot about this guy. Yes. Yes. He flew him. He flew him everywhere and then flew him out of places. Outrageous. Yes. Yes. And there was always like, there's actually a, a nice little clip on YouTube of like some of the best scenes with the two of them, like kind of joking and teasing each other. And they, yeah, I, I mean, I had forgotten him in like, you know, the top of my brain, but there he was in the bottom. As soon as I saw the guy on the show. Yes. So yeah, my, my recommendation is Love and Death. It is on Showmax. It's, if you don't know the story, it'll blow your mind because it's actually a crazy story. Um, I do kind of want to go watch the movie now with, Je with uh, Jen Je Jessica Bill, Jennifer, Jessica. Why do I, why am I forgetting her name? <laughs> The Bill woman. The, 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 <laughs> yes, the Bill the Bill lady, Justin Timberlake's wife. That one. Um, but yeah, it's really it captures that time very, very well. The there's so much like and it, it is kind of weird because oh, oh, and that's the other thing is that it's set in this like kind of small town in Texas. So that's why there's a bit of a country element and there's like a very okay. southern vibe to the whole thing. But 
I watch it and especially the kids in the show and and I was probably around the same age at that time as as the as the kids and and it was very relatable and like nostalgic and it's like yes that's that's how it was at that time exactly in the world no matter where you were that's how it was so it's that's cool. outrageous and by the way there's both a Jessica Biel and of course a Jennifer Beals that's why we get confused because <gasps> that's we That's it one is flash dance and one is Justin Timberlake's wife Yes, one is awesome and one is a person <laughs> that married Justin Timberlake. Um, and she's done other things. Anyway, oh, so come on, you know what's the weird on. thing here is that I didn't watch Candy, but I was in the presence while it was being watched. So I know the oh. story. So I'm like, okay, why would I watch it again? <laughs> Maybe to compare, I suppose. Weird move. Weird move. That's very strange. So, I, I mean, I am going to watch it again, even though I know the story now, just because I'm kind of curious. And then it was one of those where I kind of looked up, you know, the real people after they do show you, you know how it is. They show you the pictures of the real people and do the whole, I love this person is now here and this person did this and da, 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 all at the I, end. And it was great. I love that. I can't tell yeah. you how much I love that. I love, I love that. It's probably my favorite thing <laughs> watching a movie when they do that, where everyone ended up. I love it. I love it. Factoids. And yeah, Elizabeth Olsen is now like one of my favorite things that I didn't know existed. So that was really cool. Oh, she's phenomenal. You know, like she kind of got her, she was doing lots of stuff, lots of rom-com stuff. And then they mm. brought her into Marvel and she kind of like, she's had a couple of different arcs in Marvel. One division is phenomenal. Like you'll actually, it is superhero stuff, but you will, you will love one division. And okay. um, she is like, just gone. You can see her given, even with a nonsense kind of scripting and storyline she gets out of superhero movies, which I love, but they are nonsense. She shoots the lights out. So she's so phenomenal taking crap like that and making it good and giving it pathos and empathy. Like she's really good. And so you give her something like a story like this. Um, mm. I'm going to be watching that. I'm going to be watching that, Dory. So thank you yeah. for that. Well, I'm seeing here, she was in Old Boy, which is a remake of an old, um, the, the 2013 version of Old Boy starring um, Josh Brolin. And I love that. I love that movie. It's an amazing movie, by the way. It is based on an original Korean film. Okay. It's very good. A lot, I a lot recommend that, that one. A <laughs> lot of that happening. So that's Dory's movie. Um, I forget the name. <laughs> love and Death. <laughs> it's a limited miniseries on Showmax called Love and Death. Love and Death. Um if you don't remember it, just go the other movie like Candy, but not that one, but this one. So um, if I had to say to you, a, and, and Dory, I'm glad that you bring a miniseries to the table. I mean, we don't have enough of them. If I have to say to you, Sylvester Stallone in the 80s, I mean, what what, what are we thinking? What are we thinking? Rocky and Rambo. I mean, come on. Early 80s, that's what he's doing. He's Rocky, yep. he's Rambo. He's done three Rockies by now. Three Rockies and a Rambo. He's balls deep as that's who he is. <laughs> balls <right>? deep. Yes. <laughs> what an image. Okay. Wow. Yeah. But, <laughs> oh, you know, like all of them, Schwarzenegger also went through this thing. I don't just want to be the action guy. I want to be comedy, but I'm the biggest, I'm the biggest movie star in the world. I can do whatever I want. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if I had to say, who would you team him up at this point? You go, okay, cool. We've got this guy, biggest movie star. Who do we team him up? The last person you're thinking to team him up with is Dolly Parton in a movie. Sure. Together. Yeah. Yeah. I, I bring to the table 
a movie called Rhinestone. Wow, I don't think I've seen that. Oh, boy. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dolly Parton, for some weird reason, she's this country singer at a country club in the middle of New York City, right? And the guy who owns the club is a dickhead. He's very abusive towards everybody. It's a comedy. It's a comedy. Um, yeah. But he's just an asshole. He's a dickhead. And Dolly Parton wants out of this contract. He's locked her into this five-year contract. She wants out. She can't deal with him anymore. So she makes a bet. She says, the next guy that we come across, I guarantee in two weeks I'll turn him into a country star. He'll play here. People will love him. If that happens, you release me from our contract, right? Mm. If not, I'll have sex with you. That's pretty much it. Why was, I mean, that, always, why was that always the thing? Why? When one of the writers of Porky's is involved in this movie, that's why it's a thing. <laughs> Okay, so there's a whole thing about her being released from a con or, or extending the contract for another five years or for life, or whatever. But it does definitely involve sleeping with him. So they right. take this bet on. The next person they come across is Sylvester Stallone, who's this typical New York cab driver. Okay, so now they're like, all right, we've got our work cut out. We're going to turn this guy into a country star. He doesn't know country music. Never listen to country music. So. They have this technique that they use called shenanigans. You ever heard of this? <laughs> shenanigans? Have I heard of shenanigans? Yeah. yeah, have you heard of this? Have you heard of this thing called shenanigans? <laughs> I might have heard it. I might have, hey. Okay. It's okay. possible. Yeah. Yeah. So so this is what they use to get to get him there. Now, Sylvester Stallone at this point in his career, biggest star in the world, but he became a little bit difficult to work with. So he turned down being in Romancing the Stone. He rewrote Beverly Hills Cop so badly that they decided they don't want him involved with it. He ends up making Cobra. So he now does this movie, which is actually, I don't know this. You know the song Rhinestone Cowboy? Yeah. That, Rhinestone Cowboy is actually the song, is actually the story. So the song came out way before. And through my research for this film, I found out that David Hasselhoff has done a fantastic version of Rhinestone Stone Cowboy. Oh, definitely no. going, really? Really? Definitely fantastic. going on it's that fantastic. 80s show SA Facebook page. Definitely happening there. Okay. Okay. So the first thing is, Dolly Parton tells him about the scheme, and off they go to his family. Now, of course, they're stereotypical Italian-American, mamma mia. It's, it's so over the top. Um, and this family lives, they run a funeral parlor, and they live in an apartment above a funeral parlor. And all right. that this scene aims to do is stereotype Italians and make a joke about the massive organ that Sylvester Stallone has downstairs. Think about that. They okay, talk about on, it over and over on, again. Say, say, that, say that line again. The they massive live above organ a funeral that Sylvester Stallone has downstairs. Has downstairs. Oh, you that, mean down the actual character. stairs? They live above a funeral parlor and there is a massive organ and they keep talking about the massive organ that he has downstairs. Okay. Oh my God. It's, it's your kind of humor. Yeah. And my kind of humor, let's I'm, be honest. I'm not going to lie. I loved it. So that's the first bit. <laughs> then they go to Tennessee, right? Because now he's got to go. He's got to go drink from the baptismal water. He's got to turn into this country star. Mm -hmm. He can't sing though. He can't sing. Okay. I'm going to play you a little clip. It's a nightmare. This is him now singing badly, okay? And it's got all the things. He sings badly, dogs run away, children cry. This is him singing very, very badly. Oh, 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 oh,
so that's how he that sings. That is so right? bad. So bad. No, yeah. No. And, and you'd think, oh, it's played for gags. He's going to get better. Nope. Never gets better. Doesn't he have, even have the decency to get his brother, Frank Stallone, to do the singing for him? No. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone will sing the whole time throughout this movie. He doesn't get better. Get Frank. Frank Stallone some, some sounds like what you'd sound like sing. if you could sing. No. So anyway. I mean, I can't sing. They meet um, Dolly Parton's character's ex-husband, ex-boyfriend, um, who's that kind of like a local celebrity country singer, and he's now not very happy about this, this young buck. Because obviously Sylvester and Stallone, the weirdest couple, Sylvester Stallone and Dolly Parton, the weirdest couple you've ever seen have a romantic liaison, naturally. Okay, they've got- Of course. Zero chemistry. They they like really cool together, and Dolly Parton's great. Yeah. She loves everyone. But yeah, zero chemistry. But of course, they have to have a thing. So he now fo- finds out about this shenanigan, follows back to New York, says, "I'm going to heckle him so bad that he's going to fail." And then the woman that I love has to have sex with the guy. I, I don't even that point part oh doesn't make God. sense. Yeah, but he's busy heckling Sylvester Stallone, who has the best line ever. That says his name's Tim Bonnet. Um, is it Tim Bonnet? His surname is Bonnet. Yeah, it's uh, it's his surname is Bonnet. Okay. He says you can always tell when Bonnet's been over to my house. The toilets ain't never flush, and the cat's pregnant. Oh my god! And what the fuck? I like, that's another stereotype about the South. What are you talking about? Like, is it, Jesus, <laughs> is that's like know? hectic. Um, it's a, played for a joke. I mean, it's a huge joke, but it's not funny. <laughs> so, um, it's a nightmare movie. Of course, he sings. It's great. She's released. They fall in love. Off they go. It's, so what he does manage a, to sing. Well, I mean, he sings. But he's not good. <laughs> he's not good at all. Uh, yeah. But we have to pretend he's good. He wears the most ridiculous Alvis-style lassoed outfits. I mean, he looks like an absolute what color? clown. All the colors. Rhinestone, he wears a white yeah. one. He wears a black one. He wears a Diamante one. There's oh a red God. one. There's red. a song he does called Drinkenstein. That's <laughs> a nightmare. This movie is the weird. You have to watch it out of or Check out the clips. I'm going to put all the clips that Eddie Show SFS where, where can we watch it? It's nowhere. It is literally nowhere. nowhere. Okay. <laughs> they didn't check even it. bother. They didn't even bother. The movie flopped. It stank. Um, Sylvester Stallone's such a huge star. It really doesn't, it doesn't bother him. Dolly I Parton's really so didn't see this. I've really never watched this movie. It sounds vaguely familiar. Like I might have seen a poster yes. at some point. But You've seen I it. definitely didn't watch it. Mm. It it was it would have been on a TV somewhere. And because they're such superstars, it would have constantly played on TV to try to recoup yeah. some money. Um, but you have to watch it because it is so weird. It is such an odd film. Even the promotional material, Dolly Parton is being interviewed by Andy Warhol to promote the movie. That's oh how bizarre God. this movie is. That is weird. And they take it very, very seriously. So that is some viewing recommendations uh, on that 80 show. And before we go, we're going to play a quick game of Two 80s Truths and a Lie. So again, then oh, we play yay. a quick game, a quick game of Two 80s Truths and a Lie. I tell Dory three things. Two are true, one is a lie usually, and um, Dory has to identify them. So first one is hmm. the average boombox. Remember boombox? We all, I loved a boombox. 
The average boombox weighed 12 kilograms. Okay, 12 kilograms. Okay. That sounds very heavy. Okay. Is that a truth okay. or is it a lie? Next one. Yeah. The Care Bears was created by a company called American Greetings. They originally started appearing on greeting cards and then they just became like a bit of a TV shows, movies, toys, the whole thing. Bath soaps. When American Greetings was developing Care Bears, they were top secret and only called Project 2. Project 1, by the way, was Strawberry Shortcake. So they developed both. Ooh. Okay. Mm. Going back to our story about We Are The World, Stevie Wonder wanted to record a verse in Swahili on We Are The World and was waiting for a phone call about correct pronunciations. When the call finally came, Ray Charles said, it's three o'clock in the goddamn morning, Swahili shit. I can't even sing in English no more. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I mean, that sounds like something you, that sounds like something you would make up. No more words. Ray Charles. So, the uh-huh. weight of a boombox, 12 or kilograms. are they your words? Are they your words? Right, carry on. American yes. Greetings, called Kebe's Project 1, or Project 2, Project 1, the shortberry, short, Strawberry Shortcake, and We Are The World are supposed to include a Swahili curse. What is wrong with me? A Swahili, maybe I'm going to get a Swahili curse. We're supposed to mm. include a Swahili verse, but Ray Charles said no. Which one is a lie? Oh, my goodness. They're all weird. Ah, they are so they're, weird. This one's very they're, tough. They're always weird. I'm going to guess that the, the Care Bears thing is true. Okay. I'm going to guess that the Boombox thing is true. Okay. I'm Average. going with We Are The World being a lie. Dory, the they are all thing. true. They're all no, true. No, don't. It's Dude, my game, my is, rules. Oh, that's I not I did fair. say... I did say two truths and a lie usually. If you go back, play the tapes. <laughs> That's not fair. That is crazy. They were, they were also bonkers. I was like, no, I can't even lie this good, especially this, the Ray yeah. Charles one. Especially that the Ray is, Charles that one. That is insane. So it's two 80s truths and a lie. Play it with your friends and then um, and be honest not have any friends. And make a lie. Be no, honest no. and make a lie. <laughs> I, love, I love lying. I love lying. I love swearing. <laughs> Yes, just put it in your mouth and eat it. We know. (laughs) It's been That 80 Show. Everything we spoke about on the show, you find on uh, That 80 Show SA Facebook page. We spoke about V. We spoke about Tina Turner. We're trying to kill the remaining members of We Are the World. Anything you want to add? Potentially Band-Aid too. We might kill some Band-Aid members too. You you know now that you said it. Hang on, was Elton John John on Band-Aid? No. He was. Are you sure? No, he wasn't. He wasn't. Wasn't he? Oh. No, he wasn't. You see, okay. now that you've said we have to find out, now we have to do it. No, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to okay. do it. I will spend the week sorting this out. All right. We'll do that. Yeah. So that's, that's Dory's homework. Thanks for joining me, Dory, and goodbye. Goodbye.